0: We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown on this Friday of Labor Day weekend. Finally, it's football Friday and college football. We had awesome games last night to keep us uh, entertained, maybe wet our appetite just a little bit before the Buckeyes get rolling this weekend. Ohio State and Notre Dame, this game (laughs) we've been talking about for a really, really long time. And to be honest with you, Craig, I'm pretty sick and tired of talking about it. That's Craig Heisen. I'm Brendan Gulick. And uh, it's time to actually go put your hand in the dirt and prove what you've been working on, and put your money where your mouth is. As both of these teams have pretty darn high aspirations here, as we get ready for the the 2022 season. Sure thing. I'm tired of
1: talking about it too, Brendan. Uh, those games last night were incredibly entertaining. Penn State Purdue down to the wire. West Virginia and Pitt was an incredible game. Um, two n- narrow catches that could have changed the outcomes of those games. So. Hopefully that's a precursor of what's to come this Saturday because it's a big slate, and it's exciting to finally start playing. People have been looking forward to this as soon as the Rose Bowl uh, was over, so it's, it's awesome that it's finally here.
0: And we even had one instance of, oh, my God, college football is all the way back because the South Carolina State punter ran 11 <laughs> yards past the line of scrimmage.
1: I felt bad for punted. that like, too. There are rules, man. You can't that's do that. It. As soon as it hit his foot, I think he realized what he did. He's like, oh, my God, that's going viral!"
0: Oh, man. Had, I felt so bad for him. But at the same time, like, the the look of shame of just head down, shoulder slouched forward as coach <laughs> is trying to pick him up. Oh, man. That was a classic. Like, I wonder when you when you kick that, do you think to yourself instantly, like, man, that's going to go viral. Like, yep. I'm, I'm going to be the butt of the joke. You got to. I think you haven't seen it, folks. You got to check it out. It's, it's an easy uh, – Easy pick for early highlight of the year, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, by the way, this is a live show. We, uh, we're going to try to do shows live as often as we can. I know this week most of the shows have been uh, recorded, but we, uh, we're we going to try to be live as often as we can every morning during the week. Um, so we'd love for you to interact with us, please. This is live on YouTube, uh, and, and once in a while we'll stream it live on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter as well. But our YouTube channel is the easiest way to interact with us. It's Buckeyes now on SI. Uh, on our social channels, Buckeyesnow.com. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can be part of this conversation. Happy to take some questions along the way if you have them, um, so we can all kind of group talk, group think this Ohio State-Notre Dame game. Uh, We're not going to ramble on forever, though. We don't want this to be the kind of show where you feel like you got to sit here for an hour. Um, You know, I I think the the most important thing to note up front here is that I don't believe, Craig, that we're going to be surprised it, from my perspective, I don't think we're going to be surprised by the way Ohio State tries to show its toughness. They they've been told all off season how soft they were. You know they they've heard it. They heard it from Michigan. They heard it from fans. They heard it from people all around college football. Man, that offense is really good. But when it came time to you know try to stop somebody, the the defense was a little too soft. I think Ohio State is going to make an extra emphasis this weekend, even in places maybe where the game doesn't dictate it, just to try to prove a point that, hey, we're we're a much tougher team this year. And By the way, we can do this against the top five teams. So, you know, college football, look out. Anytime a player, when you ask them how the offseason goes,
1: especially in the weight room, and they laugh when they first start to give you an answer, that's when you know it was brutal on them. And they're going to be ready to take that out on, a, on an opponent and take that aggression out and because I'm sure they got their butt kicked in the weight room all offseason and reminded of that. And the score of Michigan, I've seen it hanging in the weight room. So, it's – they've been reminded of how soft they are all offseason. So, they're going to take that out on Notre Dame tomorrow, and we're going to see – get to see what that defense is going to look like. And, and uh, it's just, just exciting that it's finally here, the 100th year in the shoe to open up with Notre Dame. It's just really cool and going to be able to soak that all in tomorrow. It's just – it's just really, really awesome.
0: Sue and, and David, thanks for your comments early on. David, we'll get to your question in just a second. Um, I, I think there's a lot of eyeballs around different like pockets of this game. People want to see what the defense looks like, obviously. I think there's more intrigue on the defensive line for fans because they want to figure out if we can, you know, see an Ohio State team that stops the run. Um, you know, look, at every level of the defense has its, I guess you could say, question marks. Um, they're not glaring questions. They're not major concerns. They're just, okay, what's defensive tackle look like? You know, okay, Tommy Eichenberg, steel chambers, those are the two guys at linebacker. How much better are they going to be in 2022 after all the experience they built up last year, where by the end of the season, they both played well, you know, in the secondary, you've got a, a, a five, five man secondary, um, Tanner McAllister the new face in town, but he's he's obviously familiar with Jim Knoll's scheme. How healthy is that other corner spot? Ryan Day kind of indicated yesterday that, you know, the the Buckeyes are, are full go. I think that's probably a little bit more of a reflection of maybe the two deep uh, that, that they won't share with us, by the way, <laughs> um, than it is maybe the whole roster, right? I mean, we know Evan Pryor's hurt. We know Mitchell Melton's hurt. Um, you know, there's there's a couple guys a, a little banged up that aren't aren't going to play. Cam Babb, obviously is not going to play tomorrow. Um, but the concept that this team is largely pretty healthy and and ready to go, I think, is encouraging. But still, what's you know how how well can Cam Brown play opposite Denzel Burke? Because if he does, could be a really really tough day on a group of Notre Dame receivers that maybe isn't great. They're okay, but they're not great um so there's gonna be a lot of people watching the defense particularly Craig I'm interested more in the defensive line um I think they need to to show substantial improvement up front and I think that's where I'm going to spend you know uh a good chunk of my time and attention when they're on defense is watching that line I'm right there with him. that's
1: the same thing I'm going to be watching I want to see how they rotate guys and, and see who truly that starter is on a key third down that they got to get off the field is it you're going to be Zach Harrison out there? Is it going to be J- JTT? Is it going to be Jack Sawyer? Like, who's going to be uh, in that position? Who's going to be the rover position? So, uh, all those things excited to see. And I'm glad it's an opponent like Notre Dame, So we might not see all the tricks that Jim Knowles has, and we definitely won't see him all tomorrow. But a more apt opponent, we're going to see what the Buckeyes are really going to look like on defense rather than starting out with, you know, a, a, a bye game the first game. So, to see what the what they have tomorrow is, is, what we're all waiting to see. I mean, it's it's like you have that you hear about that Christmas present you're getting that new shiny toy and you you know it's under the tree but you haven't seen it yet. That's what it feels
0: like. So how did you know it's under the tree? That's <laughs> yeah, right, right. Pete? right. <laughs> Oh man, I did that once. God, i was so ashamed of that. I did that one time, and it ruins the surprise. Dude, I was 10 years old. That was it was two decades ago. I'm 31, and I still remember doing that and I totally shouldn't have done it
1: I'll let you take David's question there um
0: yeah let's do that so David uh David says good morning I know this is the first game but how much of an indicator will this game be in your opinion when it comes to how well our offense and defensive lines play and actually Steven just popped in here with a comment saying still comes down to both lines of scrimmage do we have any dog in us this year so both those kinds of questions are around the uh around the line uh, and the reality is, it, I, I totally agree with Steven here. It, it does come down to the line of scrimmage. And yes, David, I think it's th- this game is hugely indicative of who can make plays there at the point of attack. I mean, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully to a Notre Dame secondary that I think is okay. They've obviously got two really, really good players and two guys that I think could be okay. Um you know Brandon Joseph. Obviously, we know from our you know from his time at Northwestern, he's an All American and, and he's very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know because Ohio State's receiver group is so deep. I mean, the, Joseph can't be everywhere, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I, I don't want to be like way over the top and say Notre Dame can't cover the Buckeyes. Um, I just think they're going to have a tough time. But as I said on yesterday's show, to maybe help them a bit, uh, I just get the impression Ohio State wants to run the ball. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe CJ is going to throw for 350 and, you know, Travion Henderson ran for 100 yards and that's that. Um, I, it's my impression that the Buckeyes are going to try to really pound the football. I'd be stunned if Travion Henderson doesn't take the snap and run, you know, whichever direction on the first play from scrimmage for Ohio state, I, I would be floored. I think Ohio state really wants to prove a point that they can run the ball against, frankly, the strength of Notre Dame's defense is their defensive line. Um, so I, I think it might actually help Notre Dame secondary that the Buckeyes might almost be a little stubborn and run it unless it's just not working for whatever reason. And then, you know, what you can do in the, in the passing game. Um, that's kind of where my head's at around that point of attack there. To Stephen's
1: question too about, do the Buckeyes have any dog in them? Uh, Obviously we're going to find out tomorrow, but I saw a clip going viral this week on TikTok of of all places of Ohio State in 2014. I can't remember what player it was, but he was really lighting up the locker room at halftime and challenging them. It's hard to tell what game that was from, but not being in the locker room last year, just looking from the outside, it doesn't seem like we had any guys that challenged anybody like that in the locker room. And that's easy to say because they couldn't really stop anybody on defense, but we never really heard those stories out of last season. So one of the things that Zach Smith, uh, it was on his TikTok account that he posted was that's what's going to come down uh, for Ohio state this year. They're going to be heavily favored in every game, but do they have the leaders uh, that that like that 2014 team had um, to carry these guys when they might, not be living up to their own expectations, like really challenging them uh, in the locker room. So probably didn't have it last year. Hopefully we have it this year. Um, but that's key. But uh, comment here, Curtis Grant, that was it. That was the player. So <laughs> thank you
0: for that. Yeah, that was so you saw the same video I saw. Love that. Uh, Sue jumps in here and, and asks probably the most pressing question that Ohio State needs to answer. Uh, when they're out there on defense, who are we putting on Mayor? that's Michael Mayer, Notre Dame's tight end? Will it be successful? I'm hearing they think we have no linebackers that can cover him. Uh, I don't know if Sue has insiders in the uh, Notre Dame program or not. Um, look, i I think Michael Mayer is a legit first round talent, and I expect him to be a big part of Tyler Buckner's game plan because, you're making your first career start. You kind of know what your best bullets are, so figure out a way to use them and use them when, when it's most appropriate. Um, I, I think Ohio State's trying to be pretty tight-lipped on how they're going to actually go about covering him. My ex- expectation, Sue, is that it's going to be um, you know more than one or two guys. I think they're going to throw different looks at him. I think it's going to be occasionally a linebacker and, and occasionally like a Ronnie Hickman or – uh, Tanner McAllister. I don't think you're ever going to see Josh Proctor with him, you know, one on one. Just the the position Proctor plays. Um, you know, Tommy Eichenberg is is kind of your 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 downhill um, run stuffer at linebacker. He can move left and right fairly well. Um, I think Steele Chambers is a bit more mobile than Eichenberg. Tommy is more Michael Mayer's size than, than Chambers is. But if, if the Buckeyes get in positions where maybe it's, it's not, you know, that extra safety that's locked in on where Mayer is, it, I, I get the impression maybe Steel Chambers could probably uh, hang with him, you know, and position yourself the right way. And Steel's a tough kid. He can make a tackle. He's not small. Um, he's a little smaller than Tommy is, but he, he's not small by any stretch. But that's—I mean—that is absolutely 110 percent the biggest question. I think the Buckeyes need to address early in the game. How are they going to stop Notre Dame's best offensive option? Uh, And if they can take him out of the game, or at least mostly neutralize him, how does that affect then Tyler Buckner, who, you know, he's going to be looking for ways to get in a rhythm and feel like the game's not moving too fast. It's not like he's never played, right? And we're not talking about a kid who's who's Mm -hmm. never thrown a pass in college football like the Buckeyes had to deal with that situation last year. Um, It's just going to be a different environment. And when you're the guy, spotlight shines a little brighter. So you got to figure it out. And I think if Ohio State can take away his best option, that's going to make for a tough night for him. Brendan, one quick question on that. Who do you
1: think matches up best? One guy, if you had to pick. That key third down where they got to get off the field, who's
0: going to be on there? Uh, personally, I, I don't know if he's going to get on the field as often. I, I can't wait to see how often he plays. I'd put Chip Trainum on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I certainly get the impression he is ready and in the mix at linebacker. Uh, his his combination of size and speed is is sort of my personal favorite uh, matchup for Mayer. He's super physical. He, he absolutely can, uh, and frankly, I think he can outrun Mayer. Um, I just don't know how often they're going to do that because we haven't seen Jim Knowles use this group yet. But Knowles said to us last week that while Larry Johnson was in charge of rotating anywhere from 12 to 14 defensive linemen throughout the course of the game, he said he wasn't going to play nearly the depth in the back seven that we saw last year. Now, does that mean – he's only going to play his starting two linebackers and and then one more he's going to play his starting you know safeties and one and starting corners and then one more or is he willing to go literally one deep at every spot we just don't know yet um i know there's plenty of faith in chip train uh i just don't know if that's a reality or not i i i hope he gets on the field i mean i I was lucky enough to see him play a lot of high school football because I was doing some broadcasts for Spectrum, and obviously he's an Akron kid. Um, and I mean, I just—he was a man amongst boys in high school, and you, you kind of knew, like, hey, this kid's the real deal. Let's watch him go when he goes plays college in, at Arizona State. The Buckeyes wanted him, and, and he decided he wanted to go out to, um, you know, out to Tempe. That's fine. Um, I think this is going to be a better fit for him. I think he's got an NFL future as a linebacker. I've always thought he was a better linebacker than a running back, but Ohio State in like super nine one one emergencies has been repping him at running back. So right. um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But to, to specifically answer your question, if it's a, Hey, it's third and short, you got a pretty good chance of seeing Mayer get the football. I would love to see train him on the field, covering him. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven brings in another thing here about, Tyleek Williams, I love that. I think Tyleek Williams could have a huge season. Um, he was probably the guy that most impressed me last year of guys I wasn't really sure what to expect from. Uh, and and if Tyleek Williams can have a big year, and certainly if he can play well against Notre Dame, I'm going to feel really, really good about the interior of the defensive line because th- that's a group that, to me, there's all this flash about the defensive ends, and there should be. There's been a lot of good ends at, at Ohio State. And they got a lot of talent in that room right now. Um, man, if the defensive tackles can just be like big, mean dudes. You know, mm-hmm. Ty Hamilton, Jeron Cage, Leek Williams. Fi- figure out a way to just make it brutal for them to try to run between the tackles. Because I don't – this is going to sound so bad, man. I don't need – Jackson Smith and Jigba to be tougher. I don't need, you know, I I don't, I don't need. I don't need CJ Stroud to be tougher. Travion Henderson probably needed to toughen up a little bit because he, he talked about how his body by the end of the season was breaking down on him.
1: That was Uh, the, I think that was the turf though, Brendan. Remember he
0: rolls uh, his ankle. (laughs) 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 It's true. It's true. No, I just, when I think about the toughness check that Ohio state needed for better or for worse, man, I, I I immediately start thinking about the defensive front. Yeah. Um, Tyreek so- Williams is kind of that
1: guy that nobody's really talking about either. You know, everybody's talking about our our ends, our linebackers, how improved they are. Tyreek Williams doesn't get mentioned a whole lot, but I forget who asked that question. But yeah, Stephen, he's going to be a huge key, and he might be one of the most important pieces of the defense to make it all run. So, yeah, great question there, more so statement, but. Right, yeah, with you, Stephen, on that one.
0: Yeah, and uh, and Emeka Igbuka is having a breakout season on offense. Steven brings that up too. Um, you know, it's it's hard for me to pick a guy on offense that mm-hmm. I feel like could quote unquote have a breakout season, um, because they're all capable of it. You know, I, I, if Emeka had a thousand yard season, would I be surprised? Absolutely not. I wouldn't be surprised if Marvin Harrison had a thousand yard season, I wouldn't be surprised if Jackson Smith and Jigba. Broke his record from last year at 1606 yards, uh, and and that wasn't just a team record; that was a Big Ten record. Um, you know, I, like I, I'm, I try really hard to not be flower flowery or, mm-hmm. or like over the top with analysis or or expectations or things. On one hand, they're kids, right? They're super talented, and these guys are are really really fun to watch, but. Let's go see what happens. Yeah. You know, see if I, again. I think balance, and not just balance between run and pass, but balance in the receiving core, is best for C.J. Stroud. I don't really want Jackson Smith and Jigba to have a two thousand yard season. Like that'd be fun. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. write about it. But is that best for Ohio State? I I agree. It's not. It's not
1: when one guy's going off like that. You're going to know defenses will it'll get too predictable where the ball's going, and there's too many weapons on this offense um, for that to happen. So and one one thing, too, with uh, breakout season, I mean, he's been around. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. But let's not forget, Julian Fleming was the top high school wide receiver recruit. He yeah. just hasn't been able to stay on the field. So if he can stay healthy, and that's a big if, With because uh, didn't he pop his shoulder back in in a scrimmage like a month ago and scored, and then, two, touchdowns? And then scored two touchdowns right, right after. So. If he can stay healthy, he's a, he's a dude. I mean, he, you gotta be a stud to be the top wide receiver recruit in the the country. So let's not forget about him.
0: Yep. I like Howard's comment that he just popped in and and mentioned court Williams. Yeah. I want to see court Mm -hmm. Williams. Uh, I want to see cam Martinez. What role do they use him in? Is he playing defense? Is he returning punts? Like is he returning kicks? You know, how, how do you get this guy, the ball? Because all indications are that he's a really, really good player. Just haven't seen it yet or in the Scarlet and Gray quite as much. Um, Josh Proctor coming off of a a really tough season-ending injury. If Josh wants to play beyond college, he's got something he's got to go out and prove this year. Um, He's got the size. He's got the speed to play at the next level. You know, could he have a quote-unquote breakout season? Yeah, he he could. Um, He's kind of the safety net, literally. I mean, I know that's his position, but, like, I I, I need to see – some really impressive play from Proctor before I'm like you know banging the gavel on the table being excited about him. Um and I think he knows that. He think he wants to go out and prove like look, I know I didn't have a chance to to show my best stuff last year, but I'm healthy, I'm ready. Let's let's go. Um Derek just asked how many
1: carries does mine get tomorrow? Um kind of hit on that the other day. You want to take that one?
0: Yeah, I just, you know, I it's my expectation that Ohio State is going to run the ball a little bit more than you probably would think given CJ and the talent at wide receiver. I'm not saying that that's going to necessarily translate to yards because you can't it's hard to predict if a guy's going to rip off a 55-yard, you know, reception or or a 60-yard run. But I said the other day that I think if I were going to put a number on it by the end of the game, that CJ would be something in the ballpark of like 325 to 340 passing yards. And I think the combination of Travion and Mayan Williams are going to touch it 25 times or more. I think Travion is going to get slightly more than half the carries, but not by a landslide. I would be surprised if Mayan Williams doesn't touch it at least eight to 10 times. Um, I, I think Tony Alford and Ryan day feel really, really good about the depth in that room. And it's, you know, they're not going to take Travion off the field because they don't believe in him in a certain situation. It's just going to be about freshness and who the hot hand is. Um, I, you know, I think Travion and Mayan Williams are the best one, two running back combination in America. Um, I think Ohio State would be silly not to use them both. So mm. I expect Travion to get a few more carries than Mayan does, but I I would be really, really surprised if Mayan Williams doesn't get eight to ten touches tomorrow. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy.
1: What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah.
0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, uh, let's touch on a couple other things. First of all, I'll let you take it. What uh, What's on your mind when you think about this game?
1: So, not so much game related, but just happy the season's here. Happy it's a big time first game. Hundredth um, year in the shoe. The recruiting that's going to be there tomorrow. Just everything. This is a massive, massive game. I know we've said it all week, but it is. I mean, if if you, you, they have nine five star recruits visiting tomorrow, so yeah, and I don't know total. Right. So, and some of those five star kids aren't committed yet. So. Does the outcome of this game decide whether they pick Ohio State or not? I probably wouldn't say that, but they're going to see a big-time atmosphere. And if they do win, I mean, Columbus is just going to be incredible tomorrow night after the game. So Yeah, and I
0: was just going to say that's the thing. It's like I don't know that Ohio State has to win to convince those those kids Mm -hmm. to come here. It sure would help. Um, But when I think about if I'm a high school kid and – I'm trying to decide where I want to play my college football, and I know I'm good enough to play for some of the elite teams in the country. I want to know about how, how is this place going to help me become the best player I can be if I have aspirations to play in the NFL? How are they going to put me in positions where I could you know, chase those dreams? And and what's the energy and the atmosphere in game day like, the passion for fans, the the, the way the team embraces that. And I don't know that you're going to have too many better options to see what that looks like than you are when Ohio state is hosting a national brand like Notre Dame, who's only come to the shoe, you know, a couple times in its history once back in the 1930s. And then once now 26 years ago or 25 years ago, um, you know, the, this is a special, special situation. It doesn't come around a whole lot. No. So it's my expectation that the Buckeyes are going to do everything they can to try to really put on a show for the recruits. You know, Jerry Emick told us the other day, hey, if, if you're going to be at the game, get in your seat by seven o'clock because, you know, they're going to have a flyover and paratroopers coming in. And, you know, the obviously the Script Ohio and, and the band and like it, they want to make this as much a show as they can and then beg the crowd to get behind him as they try to go put it on Notre Dame. And that's, mm-hmm. that's part of the fun and the pageantry of, of college football.
1: Yeah. just a couple other things I'm looking forward to tomorrow the Two is, uh, I want to see the suits that everybody's going to be wearing to the game now that uh, CJ Stroud gave everybody $500 express yeah, gift cards yesterday after practice. So how about that? for? I, I, I
0: wonder if, uh, <laughs> I wonder if that was shot a lot earlier in camp and then released. Right. Yesterday. Yeah. Because there's no way that, in a 36 hour stretch, I mean, can you imagine like, I don't, I don't know where you guys don't get get ready for the game. Let's go to the, let's go to the Eastern town. You know, a hundred guys who are not your average size guy that can fit into whatever suit a hundred guys walk into one express and say, Hey, we'd we'd Mm -hmm. like to buy a suit for every one of us. I think that would be a, God uh, bless the the employee that has to measure all the linemen all day to get that (laughs) And get that shoulder width for the suit jacket. That's going to be a long day. Oh man, but. I love it. No, it's it's really cool, CJ. And and frankly, I, you know, I I certainly could have missed it. Um, but I can't think off the top of my head of another instance where I've seen a college athlete of somebody of his stature basically do something like that for, for his team. for the rest of his team. You know, I don't know what the. I don't know what the official number of suits that he's going to buy is. I know the scholarship number. I think there's 120 guys on the team if you include walk-ons. Yeah, you know, that's 60000 bucks, 50000 Um That's awfully generous of CJ. Now, the reality is this basically is like an express advertisement. <laughs> exactly. and they, would have, they would have either spent that money putting it on a commercial or a billboard or they can say, hey, CJ, yeah. why don't you give this to your guys? And maybe they get better run out of it. Uh, but it is a great look. CJ could have said no. I don't want to do something like that. Um, I don't think he ever would. But you know, it's it's uh, it's a really nice gesture for sure.
1: Yep. Back to your original question, though. Excited to see the new turf. Tired of seeing the pinko out in the middle. That's going to look good. Yep. Um, but I mean, if I had to pinpoint one thing, it's it's the defense. I mean, we know what we have on offense. Um, just seeing what what that new look defense is going to look like. How about well, you? What's one What's what's one thing you're looking forward to most tomorrow?
0: Man, you know, it, it sounds, this almost sounds silly. Um, as much as I'm looking forward to the game and watching the, the, the X's and O's, the intricacies of the game. Cause that's what we want to talk about. There's something to me about the first game of the season that just hits you in a different way. Oh, absolutely. Um, and yeah. you know, the two years ago when there was nobody in the shoe, that's still a little fresh for me mm-hmm. and I, you know we didn't That's we didn't, a great point. We didn't play Michigan at home last year. We haven't played them at home in a couple of years. I think about the the crowd and the noise in the Oregon game, but the letdown because of what happened. So I, I guess I'm just looking forward most to the idea that everybody is paying attention to this game. even the most college football casual fan in the country, is at least going to have some pulse on, oh, wow, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yeah, I'll flick that on for five minutes. Um, Do you think it's going to be the most watched regular season game of all time tomorrow night? Because right now, what is it, USC, think, Texas? Yeah, I, I don't I, – I'll be really interested to see the numbers. I don't think it'll be the most watched of all time. Um, I think it could be a top ten. Uh, yeah, I think it's a lot to be top ten. Yeah, with some I – I, I honestly, Craig, I think the Ohio State Michigan game this year will be right yeah. there because yeah. I I expect Michigan to be undefeated. If they're not undefeated coming into yeah. the shoe, then something ridiculous happened because their schedule is so soft at the beginning of the year, and I think they're good enough to win all of their other Big Ten games. They they should be undefeated coming into that final game of the regular season. Um, I think the Buckeyes are going to be in the same you know same position. And we might see another number one versus number two, or at least a mm-hmm. super highly rated game. I think that game will be more watched than this one. But the, hear the band, you know, hear the crowd, it's it just the, the whole thing. It, it's emotional. For people that love Ohio State football, it's emotional. Um, and the fact that we haven't had this kind of an environment with these stakes, to me, that's what I'm most, I, I want to just enjoy it. Like I, right. I want to sit there and be able to feel like I'm truly enjoying what I'm watching. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be a, uh, an emotional day. It's going to tug at you. I hope it's, I, I hope it's a great night for the Buckeyes. I hope they win comfortably. Um, we'll give our score prediction here and wrap up in just a moment. And I'll, I'll tell you that uh, I think Ohio state is, is going to win by roughly the spread, but I'll give you my prediction in a second. Obviously the, you know the 2002 national championship team, which is, you know, the team. That just based on my age, I mean, I watched the Buckeyes before that, mm-hmm. but that was the team that grabbed me. You know, a lot of those guys are going to be there. Coach Tressel's going to be there. Like, there's just so much going on in Columbus, in the heart of campus, at the shoe, the 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 tailgate scene. I want to walk around. I want to just mm-hmm. feel it and be a part of it. Uh, I'll let you know
1: while you're while you're busy working. I'll let you know how that scene is. I'll, I'll take care of that part <laughs> tomorrow. We'll report back Monday on uh, how fun that was all day. I think we're going to set up at eight. So, but awesome. Sage, Sage Ohio commented uh, that the express suits to put a bell on that cost roughly forty two thousand dollars. So, must be nice to be a big time
0: Division One quarterback right now in this yeah, era. That uh, that sounds about right. It uh, depends how many suits that. I mean, if 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 he if he only did it for the scholarship guys, that would be a roughly uh, mm-hmm. a fairly accurate number. But I wouldn't. Thank be you for thank you for there. doing that math, Sage Ohio. I didn't <laughs> want to do that math
1: on a Friday morning.
0: Last last thing, and then we get to the predictions. You know, there's a couple of comments in here about, you know, this game is almost a playoff to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a question in here about, you know, hey, is is there too much pressure on us to win? And I, I actually have been thinking about that, especially in the last 24 hours. I've been thinking about it from a different perspective, because I guess when you're when you're so ingrained in covering the team and thinking about everything that relates to Ohio State and its goals, it, it almost just becomes second nature to say, well, the, the three goals are to beat Michigan to win the Big Ten title and to, to go win the college football national championship. And I think that's a really healthy mentality in theory. But I I wonder how healthy it is for, like, the, the mentality of those kids. Um, So I, I'm almost trying to pull back just a little bit to say, hey, as Buckeye fans, like, man, let's just enjoy the fact that, there's a team here that's it's got the potential to be really, really special, and I, I hope that we're not being unfair by saying, even if they've put put it out there themselves, even if Ryan Day came out and said eleven and two and a Rose Bowl is not good enough here, mm-hmm. I I'm trying really, really hard not to just full blow say anything short of a national championship would be a disaster um it is so hard to win in college football just dumb things happen and when you have an exceptionally talented team you can mitigate a lot of that silliness but i i, I really hope that people look at the schedule this year and the and the games we have here at home the schedule is fantastic for the it's, it's gonna be so much fun to watch this team mm-hmm. um play really high quality opponents at home and and to feel like they got a pretty darn good chance to win every game so I'm I'm not telling people to temper their expectations they're good enough to win the national title I think they're going to do it I, I I really think this is going to be the year but I don't want to get in the mentality of it's national championship or bust because I just don't know how healthy that is for a program Mm -hmm. in its entirety. I mean, Ryan Day's 34 and four as a head coach, that's preposterous. That is we're spoiled, we're spoiled, ridiculous. Just enjoy it. And, and you know, I, 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 I really hope people, uh, have the right mentality coming into this. Yeah. I guess just I one
1: one last comment on the on the pressure topic. Like, if you're playing with no pressure, that means what you're playing for no longer matters. Sure. And, and probably if you're playing with no pressure, your your team's probably not very good. So, yep. if you had to pick to play with pressure, you'd you'd want to play with pressure yep. all day long because that that means you still care about what you're doing. So, and <clears> at <throat> Ohio State, you're going to have pressure the second
0: you walk in the door. Uh, all right, you're yeah, ready for this? This is my. This is my TED Talk for the day. Yep. I read this over the summer, and I thought this was really interesting. I've never considered it this way. There is no physiological difference in your body between being nervous and being excited. It's the same physiological response. Ah. The difference is in your head and how you perceive the situation. Mm-hmm. love um, that. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know we were getting this deep the day before. Well, no, I, game. I, yeah, I, I didn't either. Um, uh, <laughs> but the idea that, like, you know, I'm thinking back on what Jackson Smith and Jigba was saying uh about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like, you know, look, we we embrace that, we want to know that we feel that way because it means that the games are meaningful for us, like that means we should feel invested in this moment. We care so much that. There's this adrenaline rush that you have to figure out a way to like quash a little bit so that you can focus. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't know that I ever get that nervous over a golf shot, but that's right. like I, as soon as I read that, I was like, next time I'm over a, a tough shot, I've got like a, a you know a, a you're going to be thinking about an that. easy kick-in birdie putt, but it looks like it's gonna you know it's gonna break a little more than I think. Like no, I'm just I'm just excited. I'm not nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just thought that was interesting. And it sounds like based on what we've heard from the guys, they haven't used those exact same words, but the concept is there where they're embracing that challenge of of you know, hey, we don't feel extra pressure. We know we're good, we really care about this, we want to go execute it. And by the way, we know what it feels like when we don't. So, mm-hmm. you know, here we are. Um, so that's that's kind of where I stand on all of it. Uh, I think it's gonna be a fun day. I do think Ohio State's gonna win. I don't. Think,
1: I was going to ask if we, you want yeah, to get into score predictions? It's, uh, and, and, time to yeah, time wrap to wrap it up.
0: predictions. Um, I, I go uh, first, or you want to go first? What I, I have my prediction. I'll give it to you okay. in a second, but I, I don't want, um, I don't want to get misconstrued. I certainly think Ohio State can win by more than this. I really do, but. I don't think the Buckeyes are going to win this game by the 28 or 35 points that I've read some, some other places. Um, I actually think it's a pretty good line. So I, I don't think it's really going to be a game where Ohio state is necessarily sweating it out either. Um, I, I say 38 to 20. I 30. think it's um, you know, a, a 17 point line, I guess, if you want to bet on it uh, you know, I, I would predict Ohio state to cover um, it's going to be right around the over under. I think the, I think the over under was at 59 or 59 and a half. Yes. So I guess I picked that. To, like that yeah. Um, you know, I, I just don't think Notre Dame is going to have enough of an answer defensively to slow down Ohio state. They've got too many, too many weapons. Mm-hmm. I think the Buckeye offensive line is going to look better because they actually have guards playing guard and tackles playing tackle. Um, But I do think Notre Dame's defensive line is going to make life a little challenging and we're not going to see the Buckeyes just straight march down the field all day. And I also think Notre Dame is going to try to shorten the game and run the ball a little bit more to to help Buckner get in a rhythm. Um, You know, I, I, I guess I'm not predicting Ohio State to score a defensive touchdown. If they do, they could certainly eclipse the 40 point mark. You know, when I think back on the average scores that Ohio State's put out the last few years, you know, when you're averaging 40 plus per game and you have a few games where you know you're going to score 50 or 60, you're going to have some games where you're below 40. Uh, I think Notre Dame's defense is probably good enough to keep Ohio State from, from having some crazy route. So mm-hmm. I say Buckeyes 38 to 20. Yeah, I got so
1: Ohio State this decade versus ranked opponents at home is 14 and three. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes to 15 and three tomorrow. Uh, I got it at 42 24. Uh, Ohio State, and really not ever close after halftime. Um, so it's kind of a perfect storm for Ohio State to really show people what they got tomorrow. But at the same, it's Notre Dame's got a brand new quarterback. Yeah, he hasn't. He's played, but he hasn't started in an environment like this. You got a first-year head coach that feels no emotion coming back to his alma mater. So there is, <laughs> there is. Uh, it just sets up, right? They, Notre Dame has great players, don't get me wrong, but is this last year's Notre Dame team? No, it's not. Their front's still really good. They only graduated six sacks off of that team from last year, but they don't quite have the guys that they had last year. They still have Mayor, they still have Foskey, but they don't have the rest of the horses they had last year.
0: 42-24 for Craig, and I said 38-20. We'll see how close we are. Um, you know, I, I – I think Notre Dame is a nine-win team for sure, and I think they're capable. I'm looking at their schedule now. They've got a couple of big games beyond the Ohio State game. They play a good BYU team. Uh, they play Clemson, and they play USC. They, they close the year at USC. I think those games are maybe maybe a little bit more of a toss-up, uh, especially as the season mm-hmm. goes on and Buckner gets his feet underneath him. Um, I think Notre Dame will win every other game on its schedule, I think they're going to lose to ohio state and i think they they have a chance to win some combination of those other three games and if they do and if they finish 11-1 and and have only a loss to the buckeyes they're going to be right there in the playoff conversation i'm not quite sure they're that good but perhaps we'll see as the year goes along that that they'd be better um but i i just don't i don't think this notre dame team is quite college football playoff caliber uh, although I do think Buckner has a, a chance to be a better quarterback than Ian Book, which could help them uh, help them maybe get over the hump. So.
1: One, one last comment from me before we wrap up. As a fan, uh, tomorrow let's all take a collective deep breath when the defense is on the field. If Notre Dame starts driving, it is not the end of the world. Uh, we have full faith in Jim Knowles figuring this thing out. So let's just be a little patient tomorrow. A lot of uh, new things are installing and seeing it come to life against another team.
0: Are you um, gonna be? Are you gonna be patient if the breaths. defense lets Notre Dame go right down the field the first drive of the game? We talked know. about it. We talked about it Tuesday. We want to see how
1: they respond after they get kicked in the mouth this year, because last year the response. Was not uh, I am
0: good. gonna text you if Notre Dame. <laughs> and by the way, Marcus Freeman said he generally likes to to defer to the second half. So if right. the Buckeyes That's win the toss and Notre Dame gets the ball first and they go down the field and score and the stadium is groaning, I'm going to text you and be like, well, well, how excited are you right now? (laughs) The sky sky sky's going to be falling. (laughs) Uh, Everybody enjoy
1: tomorrow. These games Uh, don't come along often. So everybody have fun and and, uh, be safe and enjoy
0: the game. Absolutely. Brandon, big, big thanks for the support, man. Thanks very much. Uh, And David, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Um, Would really appreciate everybody subscribing and, and uh, hopping into our, our conversations. Again, we, we have posted these podcasts in the mornings each of the last few days uh, after the fact, but the goal is to try to be live as often as we can. Um, as long as our schedules allow for that, that's that's definitely our plan. So uh, we have a boatload of coverage planned for you tomorrow. Um, Buckeyesnow.com will be your, your home for all the written content you need. We're going to post lots of video stuff pregame and then immediately postgame. Obviously, we can't you know, post stuff during the game because the uh, the TV broadcast rights are exclusive. That's kind of how that thing works. Uh, so we'll keep you updated with as, as much info as we can. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you can follow along. Um, if you're listening to this after the fact, know that you can join us live. And if you listen to us live and you, you missed something maybe early in the show, don't worry about it because it'll be archived on YouTube and then we'll put it out in uh, basically anywhere you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. For Craig Heisen, I'm Brendan Gulick. This is Buckeye Breakdown Preview and Prediction for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We're coming to Columbus. The 2022 season is finally here. Have fun, be safe, and go, Bucks. Go, Bucks.